Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. When does the service begin? The service begins when the service ends. This is the time for the service to begin. This is not a new message, but it is a message worthy of repeating. And we do. Every week for as long as I've been coming to Arlington Street Church, after her benediction, Reverend Kim leaves us with this message. The service begins when the service ends. But what exactly is service? We know when we come together each week on a Sunday morning at 11 a.m., we are engaging in a service. But what is the service that comes after? When we leave Arlington Street Church and step into the week ahead. Doctor, professor, and best-selling author Rachel Naomi Remen writes, service rests on the premise that the nature of life is sacred, that life is a holy mystery which has an unknown purpose. When we serve, we know that we belong to life and to that purpose. From the perspective of service, we are all connected. All suffering is like my suffering, and all joy is like my joy. By serving, we recognize the wholeness in ourselves and the wholeness in others. Through service, we see that it is not our role to fix another human being, because it is not our role to judge who is broken. Through service, we see that despite our best intentions, helping does not build connection. When we help, we step in for a moment, and then we step back. The goal is to serve. Through service, we have the privilege of coming alongside another person and joining them as they move toward wholeness. In turn, service is often the path that leads us to greater wholeness in our own lives. I often feel pressure to fix or to help. It's quicker, more efficient, and requires less vulnerability. But the promises we have made in the covenant of this congregation and the tenets of our Unitarian Universalist faith call us to serve. But how can we tell when we've served and when we've helped? Dr. Remen offers an example with this story from a surgeon named Harry. One evening on Harry's shift in a busy emergency room, a woman was brought in about to give birth. When he examined her, Harry realized immediately that her obstetrician was not going to make it there in time and he was going to have to deliver this baby himself. 
Harry likes the technical challenge of delivering babies, and he was pleased with the opportunity. The team swung into action, one nurse opening the instrument packs and two others standing at the foot of the table, uh, supporting the woman's legs on their shoulders and murmuring words of reassurance to her. The baby was born almost immediately. Harry laid the child along his left forearm, holding the back of her head in his left hand. And suddenly, the baby opened her eyes and looked directly at Harry. In that instant, Harry realized a very simple thing, that he was the first human being this child had ever seen. He felt his heart go out to her in welcome from all people everywhere, and tears came to his eyes. Harry has delivered hundreds of babies, and he always enjoyed the excitement of making rapid decisions and testing his own competency. But he says he had never let himself experience the meaning of what he was doing before, or recognize that he was serving with his expertise. In that flash of recognition, he felt years of cynicism and fatigue fall away and remembered why he had chosen this work in the first place. All of his hard work and personal sacrifice suddenly seemed worth it. He feels now, in a certain sense, that this was the first baby he ever delivered. He had been there many times as an expert, but never before as a human being. He wonders how many such moments of connection to life he has missed. He suspects there have been many. This moment was transformative for Harry, but I expect it was also profound for the child and her parents. Even if she has no memory of it, the first human who looked at this child was a stranger who showed her love, compassion, and kindness, who was so present to her first breath. That is the difference between helping and serving. We are called to serve because we are Arlington Street Church gathered in love and service for justice and peace. In a TED Talk, sustainable development expert Ernesto Sirioli describes his transformative experience working with an Italian NGO in rural Zambia. This is his story. Every single project failed. I was distraught. At age 21, I thought Italians were good people doing good work in Africa. Instead, everything we touched, we killed. Our first project was when we tried to teach the Zambian people Italian agriculture. <laughs> we arrived there with Italian seeds in this absolutely magnificent valley that went down to the Zambezi River. We taught the local people how to grow Italian tomatoes and zucchini. And of course, the local people had no interest in doing this, so we paid them, and sometimes they showed up. We were amazed the local people in such a fertile valley would have no agriculture. But instead of asking them how come they had no agriculture, we simply said, oh, thank God we are here just in the nick of time to save the Zambian people from starvation. Everything in Africa grew beautifully. 
and we have these magnificent tomatoes. In Italy, a tomato would grow to this size, and in Zambia, it would grow to this size. We could not believe it, and we were telling the Zambians, look how easy agriculture is. When the tomatoes were nice and ripe and red, overnight, some 200 hippos came out of the Zambezi River <laughs> and ate absolutely everything. They ate everything. And we said, my god, the hippos! And the Zambians said, yes, that is why we have no agriculture here. <laughs> why didn't you tell us? You never asked. You never asked. Ernesto goes on to describe how experiences like this one opened his eyes to the damage that can be done when well-meaning foreigners go to Africa with the intention of helping and fixing rather than serving. He learned that the best way to truly serve another community is to develop relationships with the people you wish to serve. He calls it the shut up and listen approach. I don't believe it's a coincidence that in the statement of our church that we say every Sunday to proclaim who we are, the word service is sandwiched between love and justice. Love comes first. Relationship comes first. Once love is established, service is the gift that has the potential to lead to justice. El servicio es nuestro regalo. Service is our gift. I know the value of service because I have experienced it. Have you? Was there a time when you were tired, sick, or heartbroken, and someone came alongside you in a way that made you feel strong again? Has there ever been a time in your life when you were sad or afraid and a stranger offered you the presence and loving kindness that you needed. After college, I spent a year in North Carolina as a member of the Episcopal Service Corps. I was offered housing, a food allowance to share with my seven roommates, and a modest stipend in exchange for working 32 hours a week at a local nonprofit. After interviewing at four sites, I was placed at the nonprofit that was my last choice, a halfway house for women recovering from addiction. On my first day, I felt absolutely incompetent. I knew very little about addiction, and what I did know scared me. I sat in the office with the door closed. There was a window on the office door that looked out into the living room, and every once in a while I would look through at the residence. I shared the office with my supervisor, and she was very kind, but very overwhelmed with her work. So I mostly just sat silently while she made phone calls and sifted through paperwork. At one point, my supervisor stood up and left her desk, and as she got up to go from the office, she left the door open. The boundary, my precious boundary between me and the residents was gone. And it wasn't long before a resident made her way through the door and sat next to me. And if I'm being completely honest, 
It was the resident that I was most afraid of. I was frozen. What do I do? What if she needs help? I have no idea what I'm doing. The woman introduced herself and smiled. She gently placed a hand on my knee. And then she said words I will never forget. Don't be afraid. We love you already. Don't be afraid. We love you already. She saw my fear and hesitation, and she served me. She saw my fear, and she gave me love. We spoke for a while, and in the days to follow, I learned that there was no reason to be afraid of these women. The love that she and all the other residents offered me has taught me more than I can ever express, more than I ever learned in divinity school. In my time working at the halfway house, I had the privilege of doing intake interviews and greeting each new resident as they began one of the most high-stake commitments of their lives recovery. They spoke to me. I heard their stories and their fears. I listened. And I heard myself repeating the sentiment of those words that were spoke to me, spoken to me on my first day when I was so afraid and doubting myself. Don't be afraid. We love you already. My hope is that we all know the value of the gift of service because we have been served. If not here in this community, then somewhere else. And that moment, whether it was a doctor who really listened or a friend who helped you find your passion or someone who loved you through your fears, that service was sustaining. That service is powerful. And like the Zambians, I am sure many of us know what it feels like to have someone attempt to fix or help us without asking what we really need. Service is a lofty goal. Undoubtedly, there will be times when we try to serve and we fall short. But that is why we have each other. That is why this time together, this time together is a service. We gather in love to inspire and support one another through our moments of connection and our moments of disconnection. At this time when there is a great deal of fear in our faith, in our nation, in our world, let the service begin. Grounded in love and genuine relationships, may we serve in ways that promote justice and peace. May we accept the gift of service when it is offered to us, and may we serve others within and beyond these walls. Because we are Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. El servicio es nuestro regalo. Service is our gift. The service begins and begins and begins and begins. Don't worry. We love you already.
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.